You are now listening to Zekaic Podcast, proclaiming the gospel. Jesus is Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. You might ask, or some people might wonder, or did wonder actually, how did we survive during the pandemic? Now, how did Ebenezer survive in a, uh, during the pandemic? And people even ask, how were you able to continually repair buildings during the pandemic? The answer is simple but difficult to explain. Two things. One, because our God is faithful. God has shown us that His resources are unlimited. And nobody and nothing can stop God from blessing us, even in times of pandemic. The second reason is that God has raised an army of ministry partners. People who have been praying for us, like you. And people who have been blessing us and sharing the resources with us, just like you have been doing. And because of these devoted Christians, devoted believers, whom God has raised to pray for us and support us, we were able to continually fulfill the mission of God, the work of God that God has given to Ebenezer. And up until today, we are still training leaders for the kingdom of the Lord. Now this... These answers that I've mentioned to you today, the two reasons, are clearly expressed in the scripture, which is the basis of our uh, series these uh, weeks. DNA, the biblical inst uh, instructions or biological instructions of the church, particularly in Acts 2, verse 42. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like to invite you again. No? Last Sunday, we talked about this. I want you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47. And I want to read verse 42 of Acts chapter 2. It says here, And they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Again, they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Last Sunday, Reverend Marasigan or Pastor J.R. talked about devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles. And it is important that as believers, we devote ourselves into the study of the Scripture so that we would know God, so that we would know about the things that we believe about God. It is important that we know what we believe. It is important that we go deeper in our understanding of the Scripture. My family and I, we have been reading the scripture since the pandemic started. Of course, prior to the pandemic, we've been doing our daily family altar or daily family uh, devotion or prayer time. Prior to pandemic, we had some struggles in terms of becoming consistent as far as time is concerned. But when pandemic happened, you know, it is a real blessing to us in one way or the other. We were able to set up a regular time of family gathering. And so we made a commitment that uh, sometime in April last year that we would read one chapter a day. We started with Genesis. One chapter a day. Walang mission. One chapter, one chapter a day. Sometimes we would, we would read a chapter with 15 verses. The other chapter with 90 verses. It does not matter. We just read one chapter a day. By this time, last night, we had our devotion and we were already, and we are already in 2 Kings chapter 5. Can you imagine that? We have been doing this for a year, one chapter a night. And we have been enriched spiritually. We have been learning a lot as a family. 
Nobody uh, preaches, we just share our, our learnings. Like after reading the chapter, we would ask everyone, what have you learned? In what way did God speak His message to you today? What is God's message for you tonight? And we, share, we take turns in sharing and we, we affirm each other. We encourage one another to continue to grow in our spiritual walk. And that is important. You can also do that in your family. Especially it's pandemic, we have more time together. Now we can also read one chapter a day in your own family. You may want to start a particular book, maybe from Genesis also. We need that as believers. And that is how, and how the church grew in, the, in those times. They devoted themselves to the study of the scripture. Of course, it was explained what the scripture was last Sunday as I was listening to the message. The teachings of the apostles. Today, I'd like to talk about they devoted themselves to the fellowship. They devoted themselves to the fellowship. In order for us to understand this phrase better, I'd like to ask two questions uh, out of this phrase. First is, what do we mean by devoted? Let's understand that word first. What do we mean by devoted? The word devoted means you set your heart, your mind, and all of your being to a particular thing that you want to do or accomplish or to a group of people that you want to connect. It means giving your wholehearted attention, giving your wholehearted commitment, devotion to the task that has been entrusted to you, your dedication to the task that has been entrusted to you, and to a group of people that you care about. You know, devoted people are focused on their tasks. Devoted people are also focused on the people that they care about. They are very mindful of this, of this group, of this task, of these people. The early believers grew in their faith and the church also experienced growth because the early believers were devoted to the fellowship. They were devoted Christians. They were devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, their devotion is expressed in their devotion to the fellowship. I will explain later what this phrase means, but at this point, it is important for us to note and to understand that if we want to grow as believers, and I know that is in your heart, that desire is in your heart, if we want to grow as believers, if we want to grow as a church, and everyone desires that, in order for us to grow as believers and as a church, we need to become devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to become devoted Christians. Some Christians are distracted with so many things. You try to talk to some Christians and you would notice few sentences in that conversation, you would notice that this guy is distracted. He is distracted with his fears, with his worries, with his doubts, with his problems, with his struggles. This guy is distracted with his ambitions, his desire to excel, to succeed in life. There's just so many distractions. People are overwhelmed with their worries, with their problems especially during pandemic. Christians are distracted with a lot of things. That is why they are filled with doubts and worries. That is why they are restless in their life. People are uncommitted, detached, unconcerned, unresponsive. 
Whenever you see Christians or a Christian who is distracted and uncommitted, who is troubled, who is worried, deeply worried and anxious in his life, whenever you see that, you see a struggling Christian. If you are distracted, if you are overwhelmed by your doubts and worries, you are struggling. You see somebody who could not find happiness and satisfaction with his life. Somebody who is restless. Somebody who is wanting for more. Somebody who does not even know what he needs. And when you see a distracted Christian, when you see a Christian who is troubled and committed, you also see, most probably, a church that is struggling. If you see Christians that are struggling, you would also see probably church who is struggling. We need to be focused. We need to be dedicated. We need to be committed. We need to be involved. We need to be devoted. Because whenever we see devoted Christians, we see victorious Christians. And whenever we see devoted Christians who are victorious, we also see a growing church. We see growing Christians, we see a growing church. You cannot separate that. That is why if we want to see ourselves grow in the Lord, and we want this church to also to grow in every aspect of its ministry and its existence, we need to become devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the basic question that we need to ask today, sa ating sarili, is this. Am I a devoted follower of Jesus Christ? Am I a committed Christian? Am I a focused Christian? Am I devoted and committed to this church, to the things that are happening to this church? Am I responsive to the things that are being taught in this church? Am I involved in the lives of the people in this church? Or there are people who come to church, I'm not saying here, but there are people who come to church, they just come to church. They don't care about the people around them. They don't even know some people in this church. They just come. And they think that's enough. No. You look at the scripture. The scripture says, they devoted themselves to the fellowship. And if you look at the last part of this phrase, and the Lord added to their numbers those who were being saved. You see a church based on Acts 2, 42 to 47, who are victorious, who are glad, individuals who are happy and and not struggling. Christians who are satisfied, joyful in their lives because they were devoted believers of the Lord. So, am I dedicated? Am I committed? Am I dedicated? These are simple questions that we need to reckon with, we need to answer, we need to wrestle with in order for us to assess and evaluate who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. No judgment. You don't need to, con- no, to convict yourself and judge yourself. Walang ganon. You just ask, am I a devoted believer of Christ? And by answering that, it will enable you, it will help you and assist you. Evaluate, assess yourself in light of your relationship with the Lord. Now notice that it says, they devoted themselves. The word themselves there gives you an idea that the doer and the receiver of the action is one and the same. 
No, ginawa nila sa sarili nila. The primary recipient of that act is the doer itself. And so, this indicates a kind of spirit, a kind of attitude where it is done voluntarily, a personal and voluntary act which does not require help or assistance from others. This is the kind of attitude and spirit that says, Whenever he is confronted with situation, he directs himself, he motivates himself, he leads himself to do something without being pushed, without being pulled, without being coerced, forced, or nagged. A devoted person directs himself to do something. A devoted person leads himself to do something. Hindi siya naghihintay ng merong Tatawag pa sa kanya, tutulak sa kanya. Walang ganun. Now, let us be realistic here. Devoted people also experience difficulties in lives. They can feel the sadness, the intensity of the problems, the intensity of the situation. They can feel, they can feel pain. They can also sense that there's some discouraging experiences. They, they can sense doubts, worries happening around. At sometimes they are tempted to be worried also, to be doubtful also in their lives. But devoted people would not allow these emotional challenges, these, these emotional these challenges in their lives, devoted people would not allow themselves to be overwhelmed by the intensity of the situation. Because devoted people would choose not to give up or give in to the temptations to the worries that are being uh, given to attack to them, that is being applied to them, or being experienced by, by these people around them. Devoted people refuse to give in, to be overwhelmed by their problems when faced with difficulties. They stand up, they become strong, they direct themselves to continually do what is right. They direct themselves to focus on who they are and what God has called them to do and, what is, and the things that are important to them. Devoted people, devoted people would not leave someone behind. Devoted people continue to care about the people that are, who are important to them. Devoted people are committed to the trust given to them. Nararamdaman nila ang hirap pero hindi sila bumibitaw. Nararamdaman nila ang hirap pero hindi sila nagpapadala sa hirap. Lumalaban sila. Kaya nga ang slogan nila is, laban lang. Because devoted people are committed to the task given to them and they are committed to the people who they, whom they care about. Now, let us understand that the early church faced also a lot of difficulties. In fact, if you would read the book of Acts, you would notice that been, they have been persecuted and they have been faced with a lot of problems. They were riddled with a lot of trials, challenges, they were laden with so much difficulties. They have faced various dangers in lives, including the threat of death. Yet if you read the book of Acts, you would see people who are glad, victorious, rejoicing, miracles hap were happening. People were ministered. The gospel continued to touch lives. The church remained strong. Bucket. Because the early believers were devoted. And because they were devoted to the fellowship. And because they devoted themselves to the fellowship. The church also continued to become strong. 
First question, what do you mean by being devoted? Second, what do we mean by the phrase, they devoted themselves to the fellowship? To the fellowship. There are two ways of understanding the word to the fellowship or devoted themselves to the fellowship. Two ways of understanding it. One, the word to the fellowship may refer to the body of believers. Meaning, they were committed or they, were, they have devoted themselves to the body of believers. They have considered or they consider the body of believers as important group of people to them. That this is the group of people that they really care about. So, in terms of how we understand it, it may refer to a group of people gathered in one place for the purpose of worship, for the purpose of uh, following the Lord. And in this context, it means a particular, in our context, it may mean to a particular church, to a group of body of believers gathered in one place at Sasikai. And so in their time, when we, say, when we say they devoted themselves to the fellowship, if there's one group or fellowship that, is, that was important to them during that, that time, it was the body of believers. They were focused, committed to that body of believers. The second way of understanding this phrase to the fellowship is by looking at the activities. Now, this phrase may also refer not only to the, to the people, but it also refers to the activities that the people were doing during the time. So the word fellowship may refer to the activities. Now I want us to just note some difference here. There's a difference between how we understand fellowship now and fellowship in their time. Ngayon, when we speak of fellowship, we may refer it to men's fellowship, women's fellowship, young people fellowship, deacon, deaconess, and all kinds of group gatherings. Now, sometimes when we refer to fellowship, we're actually referring to just a gathering. Whether we're just eating food, you know, in what, one thing common with this fellowship that we have is food. Sometimes we have this feeling that if we, are, if we are in a gathering, or when we call a meeting or a fellowship and there's no food, parang hindi isa fellowship kasi walang pagkain. That's how we see fellowship. We just gather. Whether we're going to the beach, to take a bath and just have some fun together or we go hiking, we meet uh, somewhere as a group of young people or women, we call it fellowship. But they have a different way of understanding it in their text, in their time. And I'd like to refer to the verses beginning with verse 44 to verse 47. The word fellowship in their time means two things. Two things. One, the sharing of possessions to those who are in need. Their activities as a body of believers involve the sharing of possessions to those who are in need. People were sharing their resources, personal resources, with one another. They were sharing their money, their food, and everything. They were even willing, they actually sold their properties in order to help those who were in need. I don't know how you feel about this when you read this text. People selling their possessions to give to those who are in need. Maybe some would say, onion, but we don't do this thing anymore these days. Now, if you would translate it into our time, this would mean people selling their lots in prime lots or probably uh, other real estate properties somewhere in, in the different parts of Sambuanga Peninsula. Or maybe some would sell their cars, motorcycles, 
anything that you could sell in order to help somebody. I wonder how you feel about that. But it's, the point is not for us to copy it or to replicate it. That's not the point. The main point that I'd like to surface here is the motivation. What motivated them to do such a thing? How could someone or how could people be so generous? How could people afford to sacrifice their own pleasures, their own treasures in order to meet someone's need? In order to help another person? Oftentimes, we just rely on what is available in our pocket and said, Sorry, wala akong pere. I have not heard anybody say, Teka lang, ibenta ko muna yung motor ko para ibigay ko sa'yo. What motivated them to do that? The answer points us back to the earlier statement which I said. It goes back to our understanding to the word fellowship. The first understanding is they devoted themselves to the body of believers. They were able or they practiced such generosity and kindness to one another. They were able to give and even sell their possessions to, in order to help one another because they were devoted to one another. Because they were committed to one another. The basic nature of a person who is devoted, devoted to a particular group of people such as your family, is this. You are willing to do whatever is necessary to provide for that family. Diba ganun tayo? People who are devoted to their respective families, these are the kind of people who would do everything. Kahit sarili nilang organ, willing to donate. Why? Because that person is devoted to his family. He's willing to sacrifice even his own life. For someone he cares about so deeply. For someone he loves so deeply. And so, the reason why they were able to share resources with one another, because they have a deep devotion and concern for one another that they were willing to give up, to surrender, to yield. In order to meet someone's need. That's how devoted they were in those days. That is how they express their devotion to one another. They were willing to do whatever they can do. They're willing to provide help and assistance whenever they are able to. And there's no limitation to what they could possibly do together. These are the kind of people who would say, I am committed, I am loyal to you, I am dedicated to you, I am devoted to you, and I will do whatever it takes to help you, defend you, care for you, support you. These are the people who would tell you, you know, kung may kalangan ka, sabihan mo lang ako. I will do whatever I can do so that I could help you. You know, kung kailangan mo ng kasama, tawagan mo lang ako and I will be there for you. Whether online ang pag-uusapan natin or magtawagan lang tayo, but I will give my time for you. Because I am willing to be with you in every experience of your life. You know, I remember those people who came to Ebenezer during pandemic who told me, Pastor, we're here to share something to the students and the faculty and stuff. So they came, they loaded, they unloaded some gifts, rice, 
and a lot of groceries. They, some of them even gave money for, to, for our students and the faculty and staff as a way of helping us. But what's the other sweet story, other side of that story is this. These people, as they were leaving, would approach me once again and would say, and they actually said it, Sir, next week if you have a need, please let us know. Anytime, Pastor. Magsabi lang po kayo, paalam nyo lang po sa amin. And we will find ways to help Ebenezer. I remember those people who would go the extra mile to show their commitment to help, commitment to care for one another, commitment to help one another, commitment to demonstrate our devotion to one another. So the word fellowship, being devoted to the activities that are happening in the church, first refers to the sharing of resources in order to help one another. Second activity that they were doing at that time is the regular worship. That is in verse 46 to 47. Verse 46 to 47 says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. In verse 44 and 45, they were selling their possessions, everything they had. They were willing to share it with one another. But there's another thing that they were doing as a church. They were not just helping one another. They were also worshiping God together as, as, as regular as possible. In fact, it says that every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts, praising God. The regular gathering of believers in worship is an integral part, integral part of our growth as believers and as a church. If we want to see a church that is growing, it is a church that worships. If we want to see a church that is growing and believers who are growing, we're looking for believers who worship. Whether they're worshiping with us via online or they're worshiping with us by coming here or they're worshiping alone. Worship is a regular, must become a regular part of our lives. It must be at the top of our priorities. In fact, this is the very message that God gave to Pharaoh through Moses when he said in Egypt, let my people go so that they may worship me. Worship is an essential aspect, whether we're doing it alone or together with our families or together with the people in this church, we must continue to exercise that, continue to do that, an expression of our adoration and thanksgiving to the Lord. Nobody and nothing should stop us from worshiping God as a body of believers or as individuals. As I end, let me summarize what I've been sharing. When we say they devoted themselves to the fellowship, it means two things only at this point. Two things that I want you to remember. First, devoting ourselves to the fellowship means devoting ourselves to one another. Devoting ourselves to one another. And our devotion to one another must be expressed in the way we show and demonstrate our concern for one another. We don't just exist as a church individually or as a body and say, okay, I'm just here for myself. I'll just come and attend worship. No. God called us together to become part of the family 
as members, as body of believers in this particular place, as members of Sekaek, because God wants us to share our lives with one another in that particular aspect, in this way, by devoting ourselves, by showing our concern, by caring for one another in that aspect. Being able to help one another in times of need, whenever somebody needs help, we are there to, to provide help. I'm not talking about finances only. I'm talking about our concern to be of help to one another. Whether we're talking about praying for that person, encouraging that person, whether we're talking about being with that person, listening to his problems, or listening to her problems. We must be willing to demonstrate deep concern for one another. There are so many people in a particular church who need that kind of fellowship, that kind of devotion. And the people outside of this church, the non-believing people, are also longing for somebody who would love them deeply, who would love them sincerely, who would care for them deeply as individuals. In fact, when you look back in the lives of the people, that's one of the reasons why the early church grew, because the people outside noticed that they are sincere with one another, that they were loving each other more deeply. The basic question that I'd like you to ask yourself is, do I care for other people in this church deeply? Am I devoted to this church? When someone needs prayer or any assistance that we could help, when someone needs somebody to cry with them, to weep with them, to journey through the difficulties and struggles in this life, would we be willing to be present and provide that kind of care and devotion to those who would need our help and our ministry? So first, Devoting to the fellowship means devoting ourselves to one another. Second, devoting ourselves to the fellowship means devoting ourselves to God by committing to worship as often as we can. Worshiping alone, worshiping with the believers, worshiping via online, in any opportunity that God calls us to worship, we are there to respond to God because worship is an important and essential part of our existence as human beings, as believers. It is an opportunity for us to offer our thanksgiving, to offer our praises, to offer our adoration to God, to just allow God to consume us with His love and His presence, allowing God to minister to us, to reveal Himself to us so that we would come to know more about Him and more about this life that He has called us to do. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, as I end my message, I'd like you to remember this phrase. This is a very important phrase that I want you to remember. We grow as a church, or we grow as individuals and as a church when we are devoted to one another and when we are devoted to God. We grow as individuals and as a church when we are devoted to one another and devoted to God. Good morning and God bless us all. You just heard the message from Sambuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in your social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zikaek Ministries. God bless!